Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The following is a fourth-hand production. Hey, I'm disturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1. 71.2. Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Okay. <laughs> I'm just testing it. Okay. <laughs> what? No. You suck! Oh my god! Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of What the Suck! Yeah! My name is is James. And I'm Chris. And today, folks, we've got... Death Metal Zombies. (laughs) Death Metal Zombies. Yes, you heard it right. Is a kick-ass one hour and 22 minute movie released on August 1st of 1995. Now, we're assuming it's kick-ass because the name is kick-ass, the cover art's kick-ass, but we haven't seen it yet, so we actually don't know if it's actually kick-ass or just sucks-ass. no fucking idea. It could suck complete ass. But anyway, here we go. This is a metalhead Brad Masters enters a contest and wins an album by his favorite band of all time, Living Corpse. I like it. The tape includes a special song called Zombie Feed. Zombified, actually. Zombified. Whatever. Which turns Brad and his friends <laughs> into zombies. Fantastic. DMZ is known for its strangely original story. The cult classic zombie film is now completely remastered and presented completely uncut in this special 
10th anniversary edition. Someone actually decided to make this a 10th anniversary special edition. That's film was directed by Todd Jason Cook. Uh, excuse you, Todd Jason Falcon Cook. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Writing credits is also Todd Jason Falcon Cook. Uh, starring Milton Rush, C. Joe Vela, Lisa Joe. Cook, Todd Jason Cook, oh, and a whole man. bunch of... Oh, God, he, he stars, stars in it. it and Lisa Cook's probably his wife, which means that it's a vanity project. Bill DeWild, Mike Gibby, Terry... Who gives a shit? Bunch of other and a whole bunch people. of other motherfuckers. We don't even <laughs> we care. We don't care. We do not care. Absolutely don't care. Special effects by... Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Filmed in Who Gives a Shit. Told by No One Cares. Absolutely. All I want to do is get to the music. Okay, yeah, we're going to do this the whole fucking time, so get used to it or fuck off. All right. Rotten Tomatoes gave this one a pass. They they, They they, just said fuck it. Nobody's going to review this motherfucker. There's no review. (laughs) This thing's been out fucking since 95. And nobody on Rotten Tomatoes has reviewed this motherfucker. Yet. And I am surprised. That is bad. Because I'm for- this title is catchy. I-, I actually can't wait to see this. this one. That is bad. So, what's it all about, James? All right. The synopsis reads as such Brad Masters enters a contest and wins an album by his favorite band of all time, Living Corpse. The tape has a special song called Zombified, which turns Brad and his friends into zombies, which I think we already read this, but who gives yes. a fuck? who gives a fuck? We'll do it anyway. At a party. At a party? At a party. Well, where else? Luckily, Brad's girlfriend, hopefully she got big boobs, Angel misses the party and is up to her, and it is up to her to save her friends. She runs into Shangar, lead singer of Living Corpse and ruler of the dead world. You didn't say it right. It's Shangar. Whoever he is, fuck him. All right. <laughs> Who attempts to stop Angel. Of course. Of course he does. Dark versus light. Yeah. During Angel's escape, she teams up with her friend Tommy. Just Tommy. Just Tommy. Who gives a fuck? Tommy yeah. learns that there is only one way to stop the zombies. And what is that? Play we'll cla- play classical music? Yes. I don't know. Now, Angel and Tommy have limited time to figure out how to reverse the zombie curse and save their friends. DMZ is known for its strangely original story. The cult classic zombie film is now completely remastered and completely uncut in this special 10-year anniversary of video. I'm sorry, any film that claims it's known... For it's strange, the original story sounds like a load of shit. First of all, known my ass. We we know it by the search we conducted. Yes. When we found this motherfucker, I never heard of this piece of shit. So me neither. So uh, known, yeah, that, that's a stretch of the fucking imagination. But hey, death metal and zombies. I'm, I'm all, all in. I'm all in, brother. All right. Well, uh, James, you want to tell him just a quick little synopsis of our uh, review process <laughs> of our rating review process. Well, let's see. Death turds on this one? Death turds? Sure, why not? All right. Zombie turds. Zombie turds. For this particular episode, we rate all of our movies on a inverted death turd scale. Well, at least this one anyway. Yeah. Anyway, one being the best. Those are the ones you want to keep in your queue, enjoy over and over. And then you've got the five turd, which is a mega pile of shit. Top of the shed heap. The Fica Della Matter. These are the ones you want to watch and then go run into traffic or dive off a bridge 
or ingest a lot of acid. Yeah, to help help erase the memory of it. Stick your head in a wood chipper, whatever. But notice something: the one through five, they all suggest you watch the movie. Please, absolutely. No matter how bad we rate this, we always want you to watch the movie because, as we mentioned before, somebody took the time and trouble, and we don't know why, but they went and made this movie. They certainly did. So it means it deserves to be watched. Absolutely. And most of the movies, probably 99% of the movies we we review in this uh, uh, show, are found streaming somewhere, which means you don't have to pay for them. Yep. You can just hit play, stop anytime you want, and, and it's there. That's it. Now- Saying that, there have been a couple that we've given the illustrious, elusive six to the six golden turd. That's... We don't break it out very often, but it's it's the the rating we give when a movie is so bad, so lacking in anything at all, contains no value, no value, no that... hor- no horror to it, no real value, and and it's a waste of time. We for can't what even... we're for what we're doing here, right? We can't even recommend you watch it. Absolutely not. Now. It's bad because we watch the bad movies. We don't watch any good movies. I mean, yeah. good is is, is, an, is it's, it's a contextual thing, obviously. Absolutely. We don't watch good according to the vast majority of horror fans or whatever. We shit, watch the bad no. shit because we, we love we the bad shit. Go way off the map. Hell we love, yeah. We love watching because we, we love seeing all the all the people's attempts to make a good movie fail miserably. And, and it's funny and sometimes we get pleasant memories out of it. Absolutely. But if it's a six, it means it's so bad that we... Wish we hadn't watched it. Absolutely. We wish it hadn't been made, and we do not want you to go watch it. Now, again, like I said, it's very rare yes. that we've done that. So just be aware. If it does come to that, don't watch it. It should never have been made. That's right. Every copy on Earth should be found and burned. Yes. That's walking in the desert having to drink your own piss bad. That's why yes. you don't want to watch this. That's shit. walking in the desert with the only thing you have on you is a <laughs> bottle of motor oil and you drink it because you have no other option yeah yeah so that's a that's the six again we don't use it very often it's been a few times go find them you'll you'll find them in our our previous episodes um but yeah even again one through five still want to watch it once uh at a five you watch it once and then you'll forget about it just leave it alone that's all it is and all you have to remember now is from one to two three four five all up the scale each level can sit you know just should you say a little bit more alcohol a little worse Say a little more alcohol to kill the pain. Yeah. But definitely worth it. Yeah. Now, what do you say? We get to this rock fest. Yes, do it. Metal, bitches. Falcon.
Now that is what I'm talking about. Please elaborate, because holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, we're probably going to be a little bit apart on this one. I, think so. I fucking love this movie. Now, uh, the acting, like I said, this this I think you called it. You said it was a college-level project. I did say it looked like a college-level project. Score. Yeah. I, I swear this was like some lab project for, for drama department or something like that. Yeah. Uh, collection of nobodies, of course. Not one recognizable face in the whole movie. And it was like a table reading, the, yeah. the dialogue. Other than that, the posters, the music, you didn't the like t-shirts. You, you didn't like the movie. You liked the elements that were in the movie. It it made it easy to ignore the stupid shit. <laughs> but yes, let, 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 okay. Let, let's discuss real quick that. Uh, okay, we well, did a little research on this, and so this movie was actually filmed in Houston. Yes, it was. Very very sadly, I I, I think this is actually the fact that this is filmed in Houston is a worse uh, is worse to the city of Houston as a reputation than the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's filmed in '95 in Houston, yep. Texas. So it, they're they're hometown peoples. And like I said, we couldn't find a budget on this, so God no. knows this. Like I said, this is entirely possible. This is a class project for yes. a drama department. Well, it was because, like, like I mentioned to you off off air, um, you know, the the director graduated from U of H in like '96. This movie came yeah. out in '95. It's filmed in 94. So, yeah. So, it was during makes, college. Makes good sense. This must have been like his thesis or something. I'm, I guess so. Yeah. He ought to be fucking ashamed. Oh, but... man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's go ahead. Keep going. Okay, well, anyway, the movie starts out, of course, with a uh, crackhead-looking post-disease Charlie Sheen. Yes. Wandering outside for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Kill one. And then he's killed by a big dick. And you mean a giant penis? No, I do not. Oh, well, elaborate. What do you mean by big dick? There is some jackhole that pops out of nowhere with a Richard Nixon mask on. And if anybody doesn't know who Richard Nixon was, he was president, and his nickname was Tricky Dick. So, that being said, I digress. So, for no reason... He comes out of here, and he gives him what I call the Vulcan rib grip. It's a big old bear hug. He just grabs him by the rib cage, pull, squeezes him to pop the little blood bag that was under the guy's T-shirt, obviously. Very low budget. Blood effects were horrible. Yeah. No screaming, of course. No screaming, no ah, no nothing, because these people have blood in their mouths so that they can do the corny, you know, fall down and blood runs out of their mouth. Or, yeah. Oh, you know, and whatever. Not bad, but then you don't even know where this guy comes from. He's really not part he's of in, the actual plot. He's, he's in just the movie at the beginning, there. he's in the movie in the middle, and then and he's at, at the, the end. end. And that's it. He's just there. You know, anything about this fucking Just movie. for comic relief, I guess. And then we get these three he completely failed. ditzy broads. Uh-huh. That are sitting in their living room, that, and like I said, the the dialogue I'm ignoring it at this at this point. I'm already disinterested in anything that anyone in this movie has to actually say. I'm too busy listening to the music. I'm digging on the music, and the and like I said, the t-shirts, the clothing, and stuff. It's funny as hell to me. But they get up in this. It it looks like a junior high play. 
the way that they move through the shots and stuff like this. It's obviously this thing was filmed with like one of those handheld VCR. Oh my god, yeah, this this, this movie was filmed with a 1995 Sony handheld cam. And if it was even 95, but yes, I will tell you. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word: crispy, but also juicy and tender. Maybe crispy, juicy, tender, or one word. Okay, fine. You'll just have to try our crispy chicken sandwich to understand it. Get a free medium fries and medium soft drink with purchase of any crispy chicken sandwich. Available only on the app. Price of participation may vary. McDonald's app download and registration required. I love that. The I one, love absolutely. the look, the, the vintage 90s look. It looked like a lot of home movies that I made in the 90s. Yes. It with, was with the full size, done. not the little small cassettes, the full size VHS tapes. Freaking awesome. Well, anyway, they're they're in the kitchen talking, and she's just sitting here going, hey, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And the senseless dialogue. She's looking through the fridge. Her friends are standing there going, hey, what's it? What are you looking for? And blah, blah, blah. She closes the door, and there's Tricky Dick standing behind the door, grabs her around the neck. Kill two. And in the most stupid fashion, slowly chokes her to death. She leans her head to the side. No screaming again. Actually, he, he doesn't choke her to death. He breaks her neck. He breaks her fucking neck. That's true, but no screaming. But nope. why? Because her mouth is full of fake blood. Yeah, she, yeah. She slumps over. Oh, here comes the blood. He drops her. Then he just walks the fuck out. And, and he's gone. And he's gone. And then they run out of the house. And then? They run into this gigantic... <laughs> Gigantic. Gigantic. They run into this gigantic woman, and then they have all of a sudden fucking zombies just swarming them. No, there's no explanation of how they got that way. No. Nope. Then we get the beginning credits. Yeah. You know, about five ten minutes in, we finally get the credits, and during that scene, there's two of the. They're both on the ground. These two other bitches are on the ground, and they're being attacked by zombies. Doesn't show anything dead. Doesn't yep. show any death uh, yet, but uh, then we get the title. We get the greatest title card I've ever seen. I love it. it. it everything they've done in the in the credits is done with Windows 95 Movie Maker. Yes. It is <laughs> fucking glorious. It is indeed. Just, just then we get our first, yeah, we get our first opening scene, and they waste no time going to the rescue tent. Just nudity, nudity, nudity. And it was okay. I'm not complaining. Well, anyway, dude's got like Metallica t-shirt on and there's like all these cool ass rock posters on the fucking wall. Outstanding. But then he calls his girl. Let's, let's put a little context into the, the titty. There's a girl taking a shower. That's what it is. Yeah. She's taking a shower. They're showing taking a shower. Two friends, three friends are in the room. Two are looking at magazines, rock metal magazines, and the one's on the drums. One's jamming on the drums. And then they cut to another girl who's in an office somewhere downtown Houston working her normal nine to five job. Uh, then they it, it it's a oh, she's the female lead though. Yes, that's you know, uh, she is the female lead. I don't even give a fuck what her name is. No, the only the only as a matter of fact the only one whose name I remember is the lead idiot Brad Masters. Yeah, yeah. The so rest of them, who cares? There's no dialogue in the scene. It is a like five minute, five to ten minute just montage of everybody's doing what they're what they're all doing to get ready to hang out at night. And there's no yep. there's no music. I mean, there's music. That's all there is. There's no dialogue. So it yes. cuts back to the girl showering, cuts back to the three idiots, cuts back to the girl downtown <laughs> working, back to the girl showering, back to the three idiots, back to the girl showering. 
the same shit and you just keep seeing more and more of her as she she takes like a 10 minute fucking shower but that's okay because the shower girl turns out to be my favorite girl in the entire damn movie that was your which i keep referring to because she's hot you you were very very excited about her (laughs) yes you you were zombified for her yes okay so then we get treated to this montage of people all getting ready for something it looks like they're going out they're going to go do something Turns out they are actually going to a rock concert, and I believe it is of the uh, the no, Living Corpse. No, they're not going to a rock concert. What? No, they're not going to a rock concert. They end up they show up at his house at Brad Masters' house. Turns out your hot girl is dating Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up all end up at Brad's house. Uh, your your hot girl is dating Nickelback. Yeah. And Brad and his friend Tony, who Tony is the director, by the way. They start talking about their favorite band, and then they, they start talking about this contest that's happening that if you send a postcard... Well, no, actually, they don't they don't mention it. They, they say it's, it's on the radio. You need to listen to the radio, find out what the contest is, and you win a prize from, from Living Corpse, which apparently is Brad's favorite band. His favorite band. Yeah. And this is typical loser-to-hero kind of storyline, although no development. No. But basically, he's, he's a freaking loser... You know, like they—they <laughs> they don't even. They, there's no context as to what they do. They don't have jobs, any of that shit. You don't learn anything about them other than they like heavy metal music and Living Corpse. Yep. And like listening, looking at magazines. Uh, the blonde girl is his girlfriend because he shows. She shows up, gives him a hug. He goes over, turns the radio on, just happens to get to the ad right when it when he turns the radio on. Yeah, because apparently he had entered the contest, and they call his name over the radio. He hadn't entered. He's entering it now. What's going on is he just turned the radio on just to to find the details of the contest, which is basically just send a postcard in, and so he writes the information down, and then he gets a postcard ready, and they his girlfriend drives him in a what looks like a brand new. Yes. Uh, what the fuck is like it? Like a 95 Firebird. Yes. It's a 95 Firebird slash or Camaro kind of car. Yes. Drives into the post office to drop off his postcard because that's very exciting, very important, critical scene in this movie, James. So apparently daddy gave him a new car when he graduated high school to go yes. take to college and they used it in the movie. Yes. So we get the all-important movie changing scene of them dropping a postcard off at the mailbox which you don't see these things much anymore no you don't but this is 25 years ago now. yes (laughs) so then the next day they're you know tony and brad and blonde bitch are all at the park sitting there talking talking we get a lot of talking in this fucking movie. But, and like I said, I kept having to go to the music in the background. Because yes. they were playing metal music in the background almost the entire time. So I was like, okay, I'm digging this. But they were playing yeah. some pretty good stuff. This so. is a treat for you because not only did they play heavy metal, but they didn't play any copyright no, they heavy didn't. metal music. They played all original songs. Sound like it, yeah. Nothing and then, recognizable. And every shirt they wore in the movie you loved because it was all heavy metal shirts. Rock band, skulls, certain saying, one of my love, dead meat. Oh, love yeah, it. the guy with the skull <laughs> shirt that you love so much, like a damn bowling shirt. The shirt. Um, and then, uh, as you said, the posters. Anytime they were at Brad's house, and it's just the, his, his walls were covered in it rock. It looked like my fucking room. Posters. Yeah. Well, like sort of like what my room looked like when I was a kid. Tons of posters, especially the Kiss posters. They're they're my favorite. So, absolutely loved it. 
Well, anyway, these losers are sitting there talking, talking, talking. No useful dialogue whatsoever. We're no. saying bring on the fucking zombies. What yes. the hell is the point? You know, I, like I said, I am enjoying the movie thus mm-hmm. far. But yeah, I'm waiting really for it to get... I'm waiting for it to get the shit together. So they're discussing going to this fucking concert. Mm-hmm. They finally get to the show, and they're in this mosh pit, and they're playing good music. And yes, we get the so, puke, we get the puke lyrics, as I call is, it. I need to correct you again because because you were so busy focusing on the goddamn music and <laughs> the other shit, you missed the entire fucking point. They're not at the concert. <laughs> Brad. It's talking to Tony, and they're talking about going to a concert tonight. Not Living Corpse, but they're going to a concert. But mm-hmm. no, 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 they weren't going to the concert. They were going to hang out and do some shit. I don't know. But Tony, Brad's like, okay, but first <laughs> I need to take a nap. So they're okay. They're at the bench. They're at some benches in a park. Okay. Yeah. Tony leaves to go home. Whatever. Brad lays down on the goddamn bench, in between his girlfriend's legs. That's and right. Falls asleep. The concert. Is in a dream. He's a dream. He's dreaming he's at a Living Corpse concert. Well, I was half right. No, you you were like 75% wrong. <laughs> and he dreams that he gets up on stage with them. Yep. Because he loves them that fucking much. That's it. Okay, so that's what the concert is. And then he wakes up and he tells his wife or girlfriend all about the dream and some bullshit, whatever. And then they go, they're going out to hang out at the pit tonight. That's right. right. They go out there. In the middle of the woods. Light up a fire. They're hanging out. And these bunch of fucking morons show up. Let's call them the in-outsiders. Yeah. Because they're rejects from the outsiders. And first of all, these guys are like twice as big as any of the guys there. And there's like five or six of them. And there's like four or five women against, what, six of them, I think? Yeah. Three guys and three gals or three guys. No, I think there's uh, three guys and two gals. Something like that. Two gals. So so they are seriously outnumbered. And the main leader of the other group, uh, he's got his hair dyed. He's got like... Blonde we'll, hair we'll call him goatee. fat, stupid Kiefer Sutherland kind I'm, of type, you know. I'm gonna call him Chumbawamba. He looks like the <laughs> motherfucker from Chumbawamba. He's he's there to do some tub thumping or something. Yeah, he's. And so they get into a fight. It's nothing special. It's terribly choreographed. It's good music. Yeah, again with the fucking music. Uh, Nickel... Well, I mean, but that's like I said, that is what makes this whole thing worth for you. It. For, for me, you, yes. Yeah. For me, it's just it's it anyway. So, <laughs> next day, Brad's at home, once again, reading his fucking magazines, because he doesn't have a job. Or life. Does, or life. He, I don't know if he lives with his parents or not, because he, he's in his he's in a room. We see no time. parents. He's in the bedroom the whole time. Yeah. So, I don't know if he has parents or not. He, he's fucking Charlie Brown. No kid, no parents. It's a rental. And he's listening to the radio, and he finds out that he won. He won the contest. And what does he win? He wins an exclusive tape from Living Corpse with a never-before-heard song. That's only going to be on that tape. And that's the song Zombify. Zombify, right. And so he calls up his girlfriend. He's so excited. He's like a, like a kid in a candy shop. And then it cuts to a few week, few days later when he gets the cassette tape in the mail. And Yeah, the old school way where they just drop it in the front door and shit. Yes. And so he goes over to his friend's house. And they're in their garage or a garage or a fucking warehouse or something. Playing a heavy metal game of rock, of ro- Ring Around the Rosie because yes. they're just going in a little circle. It's the most pathetic. It's <laughs> the saddest mosh pit in the entire world. Because nobody's hitting. Well, that, that, that I'd stay corrected because I was about to say nobody's really getting hit, but there's a point where the guy kind of half-ass throws the girl and she kind of 
walks across the room and yeah. elbows the guy and stuff. And I'm like, come on. It's the world's saddest mosh pit. But then then so, skinny Jake Busey slash Ted Nugent shows yeah, so up. So the zombified song comes up. Yep. Which is a spell to unleash the rock demon Shangar. Shangar. And you're right. The guy that the the lead guy, the guy that plays Shangar, looks kind of like Jake Busey. Yeah, just he not does, a, with long teeth. ass hair and a little bit and a lot stupider. Teeth not quite as big. Anyway, they start puking up blood. These guys do, and they turn into freaking Actually, zombies. So they they use reverse shots. Yeah, that's so that's another one. The yeah. first one is the reverse shot where they blew smoke out and then they reverse it to have the smoke go inside them, which is part of their possession. Yep. Then the other reverse shot is. They were they spit out some black goo and then they reverse it to make it look like the black goo, which is supposed to be a demon, is entering their body. Yes, but when they get up, it's still on the fucking ground. Well, yeah, because they they didn't Stupid. continuity they didn't, is they not, didn't think about that. Continuity is unimportant. Yeah, so. they're not thinking about that. They're just trying. He's trying to get a B plus so he can graduate. Exactly. Now, <laughs> at this point, okay, you've got Tony, you've got your the girl that you like, and you've got um, uh, Brad. Yep. They have become zombies now. We need to clarify this real quick because it looks like, or it seems like, Mr. Uh, Todd Jason Falcon. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he has created his own hybrid of zombies. Okay. Yeah. There are two types of zombies. There's the Romero zombies. Yeah. Which have been expanded and and built upon the romero zombies are the dead reincarnated yes they come back to life and they feast on human flesh yep later on at some point the brains became a part of the lore uh, and then later on at some part they went from being slow uh, uh shamblers to being fast back to slow yeah your world war z ones that could run yeah. full sprint yeah 28 days later that kind of thing yeah, yeah. but they they were all reanimated corpses prior to romero uh, reinventing the genre, zombies were more along the lines of the movie White Zombie, which were just people who were put into trances and made to do their lord's bidding. Yes. And so these, and they were alive. Yeah. They were still fully alive. They were just in a trance, uh, hypnosis or whatever it was, but fully alive. These zombies are a hybrid mixture. Yes. Because they speak. Yep. They use weapons, knives and shit. <laughs> and One of them gets a goddamn gasoline can. That's, that's, yeah, that's. <laughs> but they still eat flesh. Yes, they do. Which At least a couple of them did. Yeah, which the dead ones do, the, the yeah. dead zombies. Uh, but they speak, they use weapons, which the live ones did. Um, but they can be killed or they can be momentarily immobilized. By some sort of object, by being stabbed or whatever, but then they yep. get back up, and they continue to move forward. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, so he created his own sort of mini subgenre of zombie. Yeah, it's like you can temporarily put them out of action, but then they rise back up and go, and then uh, during this whole thing, you know, like I said, then we start getting a bunch of scenes of people just running around encountering these morons, and nothing really fresh. It's just the same old shit. Uh, so then we get Fat Chumbawamba, yeah, or we get fat ch- regular Chumbawamba. Yep, who sitting there by a fire. Yeah, and out of nowhere, for no reason, second appearance here comes Tricky Dick. Second appearance Tricky again. Dick. Yep, Tricky Dick. And 
he starts making weird gestures, and then Jumbo Woman starts to punch him, but nothing happens to him. He do- doesn't affect him at all. So, this part I didn't like, because to me it looks like rebar. Okay, so there's a piece of what looks like rebar sticking out of the ground. Stick- Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. And it's orange. Yeah. It's not even... <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. of course you know something's going to happen. Because if they wouldn't show it if it wasn't right. going to get used. Kill three. So Tricky Dick knocks down the Chumbawamba. He falls on the damn thing. It goes through his chest, of course, and then it's squirting blood. Yeah, I didn't like that because, well, I mean, I don't care personally, but they, you know, they they don't count on people like me and you watching these and dissecting Making the faults. Sense. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it's gushing out of his chest, bleeding to death. So Chumbawamba's out of there. He's it, gone. It, it turned. Into, it went from rebarb to a pipe to in a the ground pipe. and was squirting Hawaiian and punch. Hawaiian punch. <laughs> Um, because James, James doesn't understand movie magic. No. When there's a pipe in the ground and somebody falls on it, it means that, that the pipe has penetrated their veins. And so obviously it's going to shoot out blood. Of course. Yeah. 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 No, literally there's no reason for that pipe to shoot out blood. I ain't buying that bullshit. No. No. Because the, the pipe was in the fucking ground. So it didn't get stuck in him like, like a faucet. Exactly. It went through through him. him. Yes. Yes. There's and no reason for it. To, I mean, unless there was blood in the ground. That's no okay. Sense. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Either way, the, the, <laughs> the, look, the important takeaway of the scene is that Chumbawamba is dead. Okay. He's gone. Yes. He was a dickhead anyway. Fuck the him. other important scene is that we don't know. Again, we don't know who the fuck Chicky Dick is. We don't have any the motherfucker idea. motherfucker is going around wearing jeans, black tennis shoes, and a, a fucking Nixon mask. And a jacket. Killing people. Exactly. We get nothing else on them again until the very end. So, then we get introduced to uh, Lesser Seth Green. 
<laughs> a lesser 1995 Seth Green, who yeah. has stolen the cassette tape that the other guys were listening to and takes it back to his house so he can listen to it. Fucking mean, douche. Meanwhile, Blondie shows up at the house because she wants to listen to the tape and wearing out. wearing some awesome clothes. We have to we have to make well, note of that. We we need to we need to clarify this definition of awesome because I don't <laughs> think you and I have the same definition of awesome. I'm being completely sarcastic. <laughs> this girl, who cares what she's wearing? She's wearing some. It's nineties. Yeah, it's horrible, and she should never wear that. And I hope that she burn those clothes after the end of the film. Because it is 25 years ago, though. Oh, thank God. But, so, th- oh my God. Okay, so she goes there, she finds the tape is gone. Then cut to a random assortment of three people. That we haven't met in this film at all. No. Just random people. Exactly. No. So we got brother number one, who's wearing a uh, a, a hip-hop t-shirt and, and spouting and yelling things. And we got the girl, who's trying to calm him down. Then we got his friend. Gigantor. Gigantor. This, this I, I don't even know how to describe this dude. I described him as like Keith David on steroids, but retarded. Because I, he was a complete moron. Yeah, he he only had one thing in mind, and it was to kill somebody. And you said he looked like a Street Fighter character, which is also another possibility. Yeah, because, okay, he's wearing a beret. Okay, he's this big, <laughs> big black dude, right? Yep. He's wearing a beret. He's got a orangish-pink tank top on the kind that bodybuilders wear where like it's real tiny on top yep. so like you know you can see their muscles then he's got a weightlifting belt on then he's got big black mc hammer pants <laughs> but he's also got these fucking workout gloves on his hands and so he looks like he's getting ready to go battles you know chun Li or something yep he and and he act the way he acts he acts like a a metal meathead it, and it's just uh so and... so all of a sudden okay so then then the brother number one Decides to leave, and he goes, and he goes to get in his car. Somehow, at some point, Brad Masters, as a zombie... As the zombie ...got man. into the guy's passenger seat of his car, and he's pulling a fucking five-year-old... Not five-year-old, a 15-year-old person prank, where yeah. he's in the passenger seat, but then he has a knife. Again, he's using a weapon. And he's holding it on the seat, blade side up. Yep. Brother number one, who for some reason does not decide to look down on his seat when he and sits down. And doesn't notice a full-grown adult, a full long-haired grown, hippie dude sitting in his car. White man in his car. <laughs> just sits down, ends up sitting on the blade, and he jumps out and he's got blood all going down his jeans. He's just squirting out. It's all on his pants. He's soaked to death. And he's standing there screaming, walking around bow-legged. And we get our first half-assed decent zombie effect when... Brad, the zombie, kill four, slams his fist through the brother's chest. Yes, rips out what looks like you know it's, it's lasagna chicken noodles, liver. chicken Lasa- liver and lasagna noodles, like yeah. lasagna noodles or some shit. Yeah, pulls it out. He drops him. He's gone. There's blood all over the damn road. And then the other two, like a couple of bitches, just scream and run away. Big dude who was talking about just beating up somebody and taking out somebody earlier. Hauls ass and is gone. And runs from this little skinny white boy. Yeah. <laughs> this this Foo Fighters reject. He just runs from him. So then the next day you get... Uh, it's next day. Oh, no. It's the same night. 
I don't even remember. There's okay, so ne- then then the same night it cuts to uh I think it's Nickelback's room and Nickelback is sleeping on the bed. Shengar shows up with his cronies. Yep. And you don't see who's under the sheet. I'm thinking it's Nickelback, but you don't see it under the sheet, but then he tells him he's It got, don't fucking matter. Tells him he's got work to do. Then it cuts to a new scene. Yep. And we get a random chick out running late, late at night. This this chick's bigger than me practically. She's she's, she's a monster. She's out there trying to get some exercise on. This is obviously before the quarantine because she's allowed to be outside. And she comes across your girl. My girl, hot chick. I don't need I'm gonna find out what her name is after the after the fact, but Yeah. Yeah, she's she's hot as hell. I'm sorry. You are you, you definitely like that zombie girl. Hell yeah. And she's got a knife. Again, using yeah. a weapon. So if anybody watches it, I'm talking about the one with the with the big hair and the black jeans and the black she's the whatever one, top. She's, she's the one that's naked at the beginning taking a shower. Yes. Yeah. Kill five. So she ends up stabbing big girl who's just trying to work out, just trying to get herself in some shape. She ends up stabbing her in the, in the stomach. And then, okay, this is the part where I realized that I could be a Foley artist. Okay. Yes. So hot chick leans down and begins stabbing the girl who's off screen, but stabs like five or six times. Each time she stabs her, the sound that would normally be associated with a stab, which would be a professional Foley artist using something. I don't know what they use for stab wounds, but it literally 100% sounds like somebody used their mouth the whole time to make the sound. <laughs> like every time you hear the knife going, it sounds like. Pretty much. So somebody, somebody could not afford a Foley artist. Somebody could not afford how to how to learn how to do Foley and just decided to just make all the noises with their mouth in a microphone and then dub it over. It was the funniest fucking thing I had heard <laughs> in my life, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I was, loved it. Uh, yeah, it was great. And then he, she just starts ripping into this big girl's chest, starts tearing out her guts, chewing on, you know, whatever the hell, the sausage links or whatever the fuck, spaghetti noodles, whatever the hell they had. And, you know, so, obvious effect. You can see the prosthetic. Yeah. You know, whatever. Another continuity error, because this girl, this uh, big girl, is at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Beginning of the film when the two chicks are, are running out from Chicky Dick, and they run out into the yard, and the zombies are attacking her. Yep. Uh, Nickelback and Tony are in the crowd. Yep. Big girl's in the crowd. Yes, she is. Which means that... That scene took place this night. Well, they had to use everybody. You know, they they only had so many. So. I get that. But <laughs> when you watch it and you see Big Girl, she's a zombie, but her shirt is perfectly fine. There's well, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, but when you see this scene, when she becomes a quote-unquote zombie. The shirt is torn to shit and, and there's blood chest, her, everywhere. Yeah, her, oh, her, yeah. Her, her stomach is opened up. Oh, yeah. So, again, continuity error. Anyway, but go on. Again, you know. College project. Go on. You have to keep reeling it back to that. I, I can't help it. I just, <laughs> these are things that I just notice. <laughs> so then we get a blonde girl who who's, comes upon Tony walking in the street and asks him what's going on. And he brandishes a knife and tries to attack her in her car. He's like, Again, what the hell's wrong with you? And a zombie this. using a knife. Using a knife and talking. And talking, that's right. And yep. talking intelligently. Well, yes. these are death metal zombies, dude. You know, you got to remember that fact. Oh, that's what happened. So she calmly goes home. Very calmly. calmly. Yeah. Goes in the house, doesn't lock the door. And then she's walking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? 
Oh, I think and she's then, over at not she's not at home. I think she's at somebody's house. She's at one of the rockers' house. Because so, this this but, is where she finds what's his face in bed. That's right, and it's a uh, Nickelback's house, I guess, or is his it? apartment. Maybe they, sh- maybe he shares it with somebody. But anyway, she's walking around the house. She goes to try to call somebody. Doesn't get a hold of anybody. So she walks in the room and sees blood on the sheets. Yes, and she goes and picks it off of there, and we get kill six, a high grade bio- biology lab skeleton covered with ketchup and and barbecue sauce. Yes laminated with racks of ribs yes if you ever seen <laughs> to give it a meat effect the vhs cover of this film or the blu-ray cover of the film the the charred meaty skeleton that's on there is what is in the bed so basically shangar and his boys ate this guy to the bone yes it is pretty fucking glorious i loved it it was awesome yes. it, was, it was a cool effect didn't make any sense but fucking it was cool it was then the zombies just come walking in the house because bitch didn't like the door and during the process, she hits the radio. So she, she's t- like, he's talking to her. He's, he's straight up talking to her about the plan that Shangar has. And, and again, just intelligent talking, un- unlike normal zombies we see and nowadays. Like what? Fuck talking. Attack yeah. you, dumb, stupid zombie son of a bitch. But yeah, as you said, they end up in the kitchen and she hits play on a radio. And country music comes on, which is. I also love country. Yeah. But what is hilarious is all these death metal zombies that are in earshot. Of this fucking music, drop like flies. Yes, and, a- and actually, it <laughs> destroys their brain and kills them. It makes them drop it, to the point where it's hilarious because our boy Shangar shows up, says, "What the hell did you do to my people?" And blah blah blah. So he raises them back yes. from the grave, and then ugh, let, let, let's point out real quick that you actually called it early on. The second we started watching it, that's true. and and we saw that the heavy metal song. The tournament to zombies. You mentioned that the way to kill him would be to play something not um, heavy metal. I actually said classical. You said classical, but I'll take country. You either know. way, it's it's not heavy metal, but you but still it called it funny. either way. Yeah, you still you called play, it. You play something not metal. They drop like flies. Yes. So they figure out from this that they have for, to play the tape backwards. Yeah, they get somehow become information. Oh, because so Brad, who's not fully dead. Yeah. He. That's right. He snaps out of it temporarily before he dies, and he tells her yes. how to reverse the effects, yes. which is to play the song backwards. The zombie fight song backwards, so yes. That's how we figure it out. So then she goes on this magical quest of of daring to uh, find the tape and play it backwards. And in, in the meantime, she meets up with uh, fucking Seth Green, 95 Seth Green. Yeah, and we have to also admit there's like 12 college students roaming around in the forest between scenes. Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking they put in there, extra credit, anybody wants to participate in a stupid-ass movie? Yeah. So and it's what, like they called all these people because... Put it on your resume. Yeah. Exactly. So Seth Green's at home, and for some reason he has blue curtains in one of his doorways because, you know, he's a, he's a rocker, he's cool. And he starts playing music. Then we get we get treated to a scene of some lady who doesn't fucking matter to the film she, at all she shows up at her house she's looking paranoid as shit she sits on her couch by the way the entire time this entire scene she's talking to herself talking to herself head banging and then we find out she's a petty thief yes so she's going through the night's take trying to figure out what she's got so she and while it, she's, I mean, it's dumb and she she's playing air guitar which i can yes, dig on she plays I like a guitar, lot of air guitar in the scene but it's fucking hilarious it doesn't it doesn't advance the, the, the movie anywhere it doesn't advance the plot 
It is literally she is she's as worthless to the plot as Tricky Dick. I mean, Tricky Dick at least is a gimmick there, right? But she but she stands up and tells nobody, "I gotta pee." Yeah, goes upstairs to take a leak, comes back downstairs, and is confronted by Brad, our boy Brad. Now she she had heard a sound earlier in the scene, and she picked up a machete she just happens to have on the side of the couch, uh, as as a protection weapon, and. When she comes, actually, sorry, it's not Brad. It's uh, Tony. Tony. Tony shows up at her house, and when she comes back downstairs, which Jesus Christ, yeah, okay, to- yeah, Tony breaks in. He goes through her bag. He's a fucking zombie, but he's looking he's going through, through her bag, bag, and he puts like these coupons or some shit in his pocket, which is completely yeah, stupid. So th- th- that's the the. the- the lady had a wallet that had a lot of receipts or something in it, yeah. which she was upset about because it should have money. But Tony, who, first of all, uses his Jedi fucking <laughs> zombie powers to telepathically to, to to unlock the door. Oh, yeah. That's right. In. I can't forget about that. That is very important. Now, apparently, they can use the Force. Apparently. Yes. So then he, he ends up. She's upstairs. He sits on the couch, goes through her take as well, finds a wallet with the receipts, and takes the receipts. Again, I, I don't know why. And it doesn't make any sense. doesn't advance nope. the plot. It's just fucking terrible scene filler. I guess we just need another zombie. So he ends up grabbing the machete she has yes. as a defense weapon. She comes downstairs. They have a little little scuffle. No big deal. And then thwack. Kill six. He yeah. just comes up behind her and just hits her right in the jaw. I mean, it go, it splits her mouth. And I'm sitting here going, okay, first of all, this is not a mortal wound, but yet she's laying on the floor dead as fuck. Yeah, far. she's dead. So, okay, whatever. Spirit Halloween, as you said. Spirit yeah. Halloween. Uh, they got those, that prop from Spirit Halloween. Yeah, the, the cutout blade that makes mm-hmm. it look. But. Yeah, and then just some, add some blood to it, some effects, some blood effects. <laughs> and then we uh, he leaves, and then we cut to a blonde lady who is and attacked by some no, zombies. No, you, you don't understand, folks. That's it. This lady had nothing to do with any of these people. No. This is all she had. She was there for five seconds. This guy attacked her, stole her, stole her coupons, yeah. and then fucking chopped her in the face. And she, okay. she shows up later in the movie as a zombie, but it doesn't matter because she's not an important zombie. She's no. just a zombie. Yes. Well, they needed more. You know, yeah. So. And so, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, they did. So we're, we're cutting back and forth to Seth Green and Blonde Girl, who are in different locations, being chased by different packs of zombies. Uh, and then they end up meeting in the middle of the forest, and that's when she tells him that they need the tape, and they have to play the song backwards in order to reverse the curse. And then he's all flipping out. He's like, I'm sorry if everybody's pissed at me. I just borrowed the tape. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on. He he thought the group that were, were zombies after him were just the people they're the people who had the tape, and they, he thought they were mad because they he stole the tape. They were going to beat his ass. Because, well, first of all, it had the special track. Remember, can't forget about that. Yeah, special track. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So they work his way back to his fortress, and he has this gloriously an- antique, I mean, this thing is fantastic, reel-to-reel machine. Mm-hmm. So he he uh, commences to dub this thing using an old-school tape recorder, and it's reel-to-reel. So he starts playing it, so he can record it. And she's like, well, hurry up, man. They're coming. They're coming. I mean, these zombies are closing in on their ass. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, the song's fucking 13 minutes long. And I'm like, geez, we've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got Garden of Eden by Iron Butter- yeah. Butterfly playing here and shit. <laughs> yeah. And they're about to fucking die and shit. But you know what? It's all right. Cause here they come. Cheap smoke effects, of course, you know. Oh my God. That, they, that was where all their budget went was to the smoke machine. Had to be because yeah. they're like, 
because <laughs> because they didn't they didn't waste any money on on wardrobe because everybody wore what they just happened to have in their closet yeah. to the point where one of the zombies had a fucking Houston Rockets t-shirt or that uh, was awesome had a Houston Rockets uh, jersey on and I was and I was hoping they would cut somebody come out with a, like an Astroworld t-shirt yeah or some other shit but we like I said we got treated to Judas Priest we got treated to Kiss we got treated to Iron Maiden I mean they had all kinds all of on cool their t-shirts shit, yeah but I wanted Astroworld damn yeah. it but we didn't get it nope and that's another thing we noticed about this movie too is that they saved they saved time and money and potential lawsuits by having the entire film <laughs> shot in one block area of where they lived. Yes. And then the only t- the only other exterior shot, two exterior shots were one the beginning when she was at her office, but that just could be filmed at any office. Yeah. But it didn't mention like a building name or a title or anything like that. The other set time was when they went to the post office, but they went at night. Yes. They didn't even go to the post office. They went to a building that had a postal uh just a drop box. Drop yeah. box on the outside. That's it. Didn't see any name, nothing. So they didn't have to worry about filming any restaurants uh, or so, any busy streets of Houston where there's yep. a ton of restaurants at. Because you have to go get permission. You got to pay rights if they if they exactly. don't exactly. You know, so he, he so they he just, was smart in that they, aspect. He I'll was. give him credit just for that. Filming in a in a two block radius of your house. So the zombies in there enter and she's starting to attack them, stabbing them and shit. And then finally, uh, the tape is done, ready to go. And it's about fucking time because it takes forever to develop. Yes. So he finally flips the reel, starts playing the shit, and thank God, they start dropping like fucking flies. Yes. Oh I wait, mean, wait, wait, wait! Before before that happened though, right as it oh that, that okay right as he's he's preparing the tape on the reel to reel, we get uh, Brad shows up as a zombie again. Yep. With a fucking can of gasoline. That's right. And he's, he's outside with a shit-eating grin on his face. He's threatening to, to burn the house down. But as we noted... Now, how is... when If you're going to burn a house down, you've got a full can of gasoline. Where do you usually put the gas if you want to start the fire, Chris? On the side of the house. But where does he put it? He creates a circle around the house <laughs> in the grass with the fucking gasoline. Yes. And then... Just as he's very slowly... Okay, again, he lights a lighter, which means he has full control of his facilities. Yep. As a zombie, he lights a lighter. And as he's very slowly starting to crouch down to set it on fire, uh, Seth Green manages to get the tape started. (laughs) (laughs) And finally manages to get the tape started. And they all fall down. They shrieks, and they all just... And then, oh, then then this glorious scene. Then then Shangar Shangar shows up. He starts the money shot out of his mouth. It's it's horrible. You'll know what I'm talking about when you spitting, see it. Spitting, spitting milk all over spitting the place. Spitting vanilla, vanilla pudding or whatever the hell. Yeah. And then he starts to fucking melt into with this skeleton. shitty blowtorch from off screen. Yeah. Melting a skeleton. Yes. It's hilarious. It's great. It's it's he he it's a skeleton he got from the science lab that he yep. stole. Same one that probably had the barbecue sauce on it. They just cleaned it off. They just cleaned and then use it for the scene. Yeah, they cleaned it off or they shot this one first and then they put the other one. There's no telling. Yeah. But anyway, then he drops. He's fully assembled. He drops. Shangar is out of there and everybody finally comes back to normal. Yep. And which doesn't make sense because uh she stabbed Brad in the chest with a with a knife. This is true. They all had mortal wounds. Yes, so he should be straight fucking dead. So I guess they heal too. Oh jeez, that's 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 convenient. 
So then the night, the, the scene ends, and then we're treated to a lovely scene with a sky shot, and then the title card saying 10 years later, which means it is what year? 2005 at this point. 2005. And we're treated to a scene of somebody taking a tape, putting it into a tape deck. And I'm sorry, they're using outdated technology and the version of Windows. Yeah. That's on, of course, when this was actually filmed, it was still... 95. 95. So they were using Windows 95 in 2005, which by 2005 was Windows XP. Right, yeah. So, you know, so they're, I'm they're, sorry, they're, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to be a picky asshole on this. No, you but should be. This shit sucked. Yeah. This technology was horrible, and it took him like 12 clicks just to get the thing on the fucking internet. Yeah, so he, it was he's, hilarious. He has his tape deck plugged into his uh, computer, his 1995 computer, yep. and he copied the song onto the computer as an mp3 and then and then uploaded it to the 1995 internet over the 56k modem yes but <laughs> this is supposed to be 2005 this might have been 14.4 kb i mean it was slow as shit it was it took another 10 years to fucking yep. upload <laughs> but then once the song uploads we're, we're cut again and it turns out to be tricky motherfucking dick tricky dick tricky so all dick. he does is flip the camera off and that's the end of the credits. So he shows up three times. No idea who the fuck he is. And they never explained it. No idea how he ends up escaping the zombie apocalypse. And you know what? It's okay. Because the hot chick, the rock, the metal, the t-shirts, the posters, I'm nostalgia. Sensing, I'm sensing. I didn't give a flying A fuck. one coming from you. Well, you are correct. I knew it. But let me explain why. All right. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. Okay, first of all, the the acting was brilliantly horrible. Okay. Like I said, it was like a table reading. It was that god-awful, but it was laughable. It was funny. I mean, yes, we rolled our eyes at it. The rock posters everywhere. Mm -hmm. The fucking music. I mean, that that just did it for me, personally. I love the name of this movie. I'm willing to excuse many of the faults. Because I just, the, the, like to me, it was just kicked ass music and the fucking posters, the t-shirts, the and, and like the dudes and all this shit. I mean, yeah, 95 is a little bit out of my time. Okay. You know, I was already, you know, in my 30s by then. Okay. So I, I wasn't a college kid back then, but I just loved it. It was nostalgic for me. I thought it kicked ass. Uh-huh. It was brilliantly corny. Yes, completely it was shit. Corny, and you could tell it was a pro. You know, but yes, I, I I highly recommend this movie to anybody who wants to drink and get a good laugh, and enjoy some kick ass metal. So yes, I am going a strong one turd on this one. one I have not given turd. movie one turd in a while. No, you. But this one's gonna get it from me. Yeah, this one's gonna get it. What about you, brother? Man, uh, I don't know because <laughs> I don't give a shit about heavy metal. Um, I didn't enjoy the music. Uh, I didn't care about any of the posters, the t-shirts. Um, I did like that it was filmed in Houston. That yeah, was cool. That was that ple- was cool. It was a pleasant surprise. Yep. Because we found out through the movie. That is correct. Because they mentioned he he's from Houston, Texas. So I looked it up real quick, and sure enough, he's he's in Houston, Texas, and he graduated from UFH, and he filmed. He's filmed like five or six movies. Yep. Uh, his his uh, profile says he has like nineteen films that he's that he's made that have uh, premiered. Uh, theatrically, um, or just premiered period, I guess. Um, I, the acting and the cinematography and the film work were pure 95, pure 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was 
pretty damn great in a bad way. <laughs> um, it was so, like, it was all cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. But not cringeworthy in a way that we saw that we saw with, like, uh, I Am Zozo. Oh, God. This is cringeworthy in a very glorious, like, <laughs> oh, these poor people tried but failed kind of way. <laughs> Um, it's like when the special kids put on a play. Yeah, you know you don't want to say, you know the acting. Was, you know it's gonna be bad. You know it's gonna be bad, but, those, but it's cute. They they tried their little <laughs> hearts out, and they this sure is what did. these people did here. Yeah, uh, I actually, the special effects were not very special. No, the acting was pretty terrible. Oh yeah, the story was completely fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I didn't enjoy the rock. I didn't enjoy the posters. Like I said before. But, god damn, if I didn't have a good time watching this. Yeah, because it's laughable. It's laughable. I actually I actually want to look at, I want to watch the rest of the director's movies. I want to see, <laughs> because this was his first, I think. I want to yeah. see his progression as a filmmaker as he goes along. Because he has, like, I don't know, I think he has, like, three or four on Amazon. That's whatever. an interesting point. So Maybe we'll I, have to revisit him again at some yes, point. Yes, I, I may revisit him on my own off air. Because I just want to see how, how he does from this point forward. Because this was... You know, for for a college film, this was a gloriously great train wreck, <laughs> and I loved it. Sweet. I am going with the one as well. So we, yeah, I I definitely can recommend this wholeheartedly. Uh, still drink with it, drink all, all these movies, but heavily, heavily, but yeah, this is a this is a drink heavy one star. This is like if you're gonna party down. Yeah, this is yeah, this is one you're still gonna drink. You yeah, know. this 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 is one of those you you watch to see, to you watch it to see exactly how they got every single thing wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. It, it was great. It was it was so Hilarious. much fun. Hilarious. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was a that was a great audible. Rock on, dudes. Um, why don't you tell everybody out, out there as well as Falcon where they can find us? <laughs> Will do, brother. Well, you can find us on the fourthhand.com media network. We are alongside of many other great shows and great people. If you come there, check us out. You'll also see our sister project on there, State of Fear. We are also on Facebook, The Big Evil, as I call it. Mm-hmm. And we are on Instagram. Instagram. That's right. Yeah, Instagram. I almost forgot for a you, second. You did, yeah. Uh, we, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're pretty much there. Yeah, guys, and uh, go to your favorite podcast app that you listen that you listen to us on. Yep. And rate and review us because the more reviews you give us, uh, the further up the charts we go, and the easier it makes for other people to find us. That and. Please give us, you know, give us feedback on these movies. If you actually watch these movies, we want to hear what you think as well. So go under the post and leave your own little review. Yeah. You know, please. But more importantly, go to rate us on your app because that, that gets us more exposure. Absolutely. So And we could use it. Yeah, and we we, we love know. to hear from you guys because yeah, we, we love we, you guys. We've almost got two seasons under our belt, and we just like to really get on out there. Cause yeah, season three, we're probably going to cut loose and do some it's real crazy, crazy shit. crazy shit, y'all, crazy <laughs> shit. And you're probably thinking, uh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, until next time, I am Chris, and I will see y'all at the next shit fest. And this is James. And if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit.
been listening to a fourth hand joint. Looking for a brew unique to you? Find it at Kroger. Discover distinctly different chameleon organic ground coffee with flavors like Guatemala and dark and handsome. They're so organic, so sustainable, and so good. Visit Kroger today to get yours. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.